everyone. It is your space correspondent of the Intergalactic Railroad podcast of the Biocosmist Immortalist and Third Planet from the Sun, or something. Here again, once again, to tell you to promote us without compensation and to support us for your own pleasure, because we will not compensate you or show you any special uh, treatment. However, we do accept your money on patreon.com slash biocosm, if I remember correctly. You can also like and subscribe us on various podcasting mediums, Stitcher and iTunes and whatnot. You can find us on Tinder, Grinder, Christian Mingle, where highly available. And of course, you can send us long personal letters detailing the wrongs we've committed and the feelings we've left you to feel. And you can come visit us for half an hour at a time on Fridays and Thursdays at the Jackson County Jail. Have a pleasant evening and enjoy the episode. Here's a message of importance to millions of people who are continually pale and washed out, weak and run down. to them for you. Let me be by myself in the evening breeze. Listen to the murmur of the cottonwood trees. Send me off forever, but I ask you please. Don't me and just turn Don't worry. They'll listen to me. Let's begin. Yes, I love Doctors will tell you that these conditions are often caused by a deficiency of iron. 
the iron you need to build healthy blood, to keep your body function properly, and to keep you physically fit and mentally alert. You've just been erased. Hello again, and welcome to the Inner Life of Railroad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everyone, everyone on the show talks exactly the same, so I've consumed a large amount of helium byproduct, and I, uh, I will be speaking as a news reporter from the 1920s for the duration of this recording. Um, Do not helium. I'm joined today by the the internet and tree correspondents who, who will be joining myself uh, the space correspondent for a discussion of nuclear energy and uh, the 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 political economy of uh, the, the the thermodynamics and political economy of energy production and um, uh, and that's that folks so uh, let's uh, let's get it kicked off what's the matter Soap. new try it on your hair so Nuclear soap. No, all right. Are you gonna? All right. Thank you for that lovely baseball style announcement. You're very welcome. Uh, I, will be, I will be doing it for the duration uh, of the episode. Never gonna happen again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weenies. <laughs> Weenies and beer. <laughs> Nuclear Popcorn. energy. Popcorn. Weenies and beer. It's cheap. <laughs> we will be taking you back into the heart of the 20th century for a discussion of baseball, beer, weenies, and nuclear energy. Of the app. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, if we could be grilling right now, that's the only way this could be. If we could be grilling while discussing Miracles of the Atom, that that would uh, that would require an incredible ecological sustainability that we cannot so far seem to achieve. What are you not grilling on spent rods like I am? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just I'm just slow boiling a cabbage soup in the uh, in the reactor pool. Oh, in the water. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> we could be. Yeah, if we had if we had nuclear power we could be grilling right now we'd be grilling ourselves this could be us just seabirds yeah getting rats (laughs) um so what does the brand have to say so i made i made this tweet that was huge had nearly a hundred likes fucking massive wow anyone you've ever met and uh I was doing like a, I was just riffing on the in this house we science is real type shit, but I just essentially wrote the program of Stuart Brand's book, Whole Earth Discipline, and the thing, and a lot of people apparently are into it. And the the general outline of what Stuart Brand has to say is that we we need a planet that functions. We need a we need a functioning biosystem on the planet, ecological system on the planet. And we have 
fucked that up so irreparably at this point that we cannot just let nature heal. We are going to have to engineer it back to health. And so he says, essentially, we need we need a world of uh, like networks of wildlife corridors and wildlife reserves. So you have like this lake that goes around the planet where animals can migrate during climate change events and like plants can migrate even slower. And then so because of that, you need to get people off the farm. There's too many people. Everybody wants to live in their own one acre paradise of suburbia and right in the middle between the, the city and the hinterland that flattens the entire plant. There's not enough for everybody to do that. And if you're going to do farming and you're going to do energy production and you're going to have wildlife, you got to put the humans somewhere. So you put them in dense cities. And then if you're going to have dense cities, we got to have a lot of energy. So there's like half the world doesn't even have electricity yet. Fair that we should just like stop having electricity forever from now on keep because there's no more coal. So you get nuclear energy and then you do ecological engineering using like essentially like complicated biotech, like genetic engineering, um, but also like restoring wildlands and doing uh, like transgenic types of crops so that you don't use as much new ecological resources for humans. That's the general, it's basically like a terraforming mission. It's like get all the people into bases, put them in bases, like restrict them from like ex- expanding their human impact onto the natural world encourage the life of the natural world and like become more self-contained and less fucking <laughs> just like shitting carbon into the atmosphere the uh i have so the first impression of this like uh sort of conversation especially like with with the plan that seems to make sense and be coming from good intentions is uh that that's what like the reason it if it really does make sense and it fits with the society we currently have, then why don't why doesn't it already exist? Like, uh, like in my opinion, the reason we don't already have wildlife corridors that function and the climate is apocalyptically collapsing is because there's an underlying premise of like this idea of engineering a society that isn't gonna work. Like, uh, for instance, like restricting people to be in cities and then having some sort of logical interaction with wild lands. I don't think, I don't see how that would work. Uh, and also, I don't see how how you get a logical society, like without encapsulating, without uh, embodying the. The fucked up desires of whoever happens to have control at the moment. Um, like, you mean like the hierarchy the, problem? New yeah, like he's solving thermodynamic problems, not political economy problems. Well, to be fair, he's the book is aimed at environmentalism to say, hey, we're fighting the wrong fight. We've been fucking this up for a while. Like, the fight is not no GMO. The fight is let's GMO a pumpkin big enough that we can all eat type shit. I mean, pumpkins are already very large. But... Yeah. The, 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 the idea being, hey, we have we have been making mistakes. We've been fighting against nuclear energy for the last 50 years. Not you and I and you, but him. And then, oh shit, 
what if actually that whole time we've been having nuclear energy and like uh, uh, like France did during and instead of having coal power everywhere and building more coal plants that take 30 years to pay themselves off so they have to be built now because never again be a full investment which is what all of all the countries are doing even like Germany even like places that say they're green to China they're still building coal they were about to build one here in New Mexico got like blockaded and no, uh, illegally blocked. Anyway, uh, coal plants, mm. coal plants, very bad. Yeah, he, he runs the numbers. We can get into that. But the general idea, you think that, Mike, you think that engineering uh, a biological like system like the Earth is not possible or inherently makes it so? Uh, I, well, I think it's possible, uh, but the political economy of it is an entirely separate issue. Like. Like if someone's about to shoot you and then you discover a new way to build a house, you're still getting shot. <laughs> like there's very different, like it's an ideological problem. Like well, it's uh, the idea of the global economy exists in this context and the context is very fucked up. And like uh, giving nuclear, I'm not against nuclear power. I'm against capitalism having that power, which causes this fucking stupid bind where we're all getting fucked up while we fight over it. But um, yeah, so in that context of it, capitalism being the context, it would seem like the more centralized power would be uh, more dangerous, right? Uh, or so, even though that's what we need, right? Like we need a centralized effort, but every time we try to centralize the efforts, it becomes a capitalist project and then it becomes a larger problem. For instance, like David Harvey, one of the guys who started the Antipode um, journal, uh, he's like kind of associated with anarchists and he's like a radical geography type dude. But he, uh, he famously like made this statement about like, I really like a lot of anarchists, they're my friends, but I really just don't trust them with a nuclear reactor. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, he's, he actually had like a whole very detailed argument about the centralization of power that's embodied in nuclear power, but like, uh, in the context of like shit people being in charge of a shit system, it seems like stuff that lets people control more people seems kind of bad compared to um, technologies that are not as centralized by necessity. Um, and then there's the question of time too, in the sense that people now have an effect on people eons down the road if, uh, if our current understanding of nuclear uh, waste is correct. Um, and so in that sense, we're, we're actually exerting like a brand new kind of power over other people. We're, we're doing something brand new in that way too. Well, I think I think that's true, and I think it's that's cru- that's a crucial two points to think about. But I think both both of them kind of are already embodied in what we're and doing. Fossil fuels too. Yeah, like we've already fucked the atmosphere up and like changed it in this way. It's going to ripple out for thousands of years. It's not reversible on a short time scale like it was yeah. to do it one way that we know of. Um, and so like it's a it's a question of trade-offs and his whole the, con- the conclusion of the book is called planet craft and his whole uh, message is 
his whole message, which he quotes his own book as the epigraph to the beginning of the book, which is an incredibly ballsy maneuver that you would only expect from someone who lives in California. But he, the man's last name is Brand. That's true. That's true. He did invent the whole earth. So um, <laughs> he, the, the epigraph to the book is we are as gods and we have to get good at it. Um, in reference to the idea of like, uh, I forget now the, quote, the actual quote, but um, the, the idea that we are already exerting godlike power over the earth and we're doing it irresponsibly. So there, there's some other things he talks about in there, like the idea of like uh, one one rogue geoengineer. Um, let me let me look. I got the reference here. This is just for an example of something that's like a responsibility thing. We got all these superpowers now. And there's a quote here from uh, from a guy who, David Victor, a Stanford law professor specializing in climate change. Obviously, no one from Stanford is to be trusted, including Stuart Brand or David Victor. But, but Victor predict because the cost of some geoengineering schemes is so low, Victor predicts a lone green finger, self-appointed protector of the planet, and working with a small fraction of the Gates bank account could force a lot of geoengineering on his own. And that's terrifying. <clears throat> Are you thinking, like, is that referring to, like, uh, like, like that Chinese scientist who changed the human genome, but on the scale of, like, mosquitoes or... Uh... I think this one actually, I, missed, I misspoke. It's actually a geoengineer. So it's more about, like, things like putting sulfur into the water or, like... Um, like but like, all you have to do is move one volcano, just switch the the, the <clears throat> atmosphere the other direction. I'm not saying that I could do that or ever, but somebody somebody right. could. There are a lot of there are a lot of crazy people. You're talking about an ice nine kind of situation. You, ice you, nine situation, you, nuking Mount St. Helens or something. Yeah, ice nine situations. Super empowered individuals, as they call it, like making if you make robots that build more robots and kill people at the same time, like. If you make robots that build robots out of people's bodies, then you can make <laughs> zombies. <laughs> yeah, any Joe kind Biden's of Biden's uh, gonna make a video being like, back in my day, you only needed one kind of robot, and it only built one robot every ten minutes. These <laughs> newfangled robots. I mean, what do you even need that for? It's a weapon of war. Right. Uh, right, and then he's gonna he's gonna disassemble people at the nanotech. Our robots will be very clearly labeled. They will never drive unmarked cars. Our, 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 robot, when our robot kills you. Our robots will not use a silencer. Our robots will be very loud and obvious, like Harley Davidson. The uh, robots are coming down Main Street now, and uh, they seem to be multiplying. They seem to be disassembling cars and using them as the raw material of making more robots. And there seems to be uh, as though the sky is darkening with the flying robots coming in to uh, disassemble the human bodies of the unsuspecting citizenry. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so everything's fine, folks. It looks like we're going to win the day. Treat, like, treat the Terminator narrative with the uh, 1950s you know, radio scare kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, we have recently been informed by, um, by uh, federal agencies of various stripes that these robots are in fact American-made robots and there is nothing to fear. Uh, please <laughs> remain in your home. 
Yeah. <laughs> These are not Soviet robots. Uh, they may appear to be Soviet robots, judging by the way they disassemble your body. However, your body will be reassembled into the capitalist war machine to further destroy the former Soviet Union. Uh, God bless America. Uh, Slaughterbot 99 is only here to deliver food rations. Do not fear. Open your door. <laughs> You can't spell slaughter without laughter. <laughs> did, did you guys see the article that's headlined, like, just because they've turned against humanity doesn't mean we should defund the Terminator program? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. That's basically yeah. it. That's, to some degree, that's um, also Stuart Brand's attitude, is the end in mind. Uh, not is which is like you. What are you gonna do? You're gonna turn off the Terminator? Do you know where the switch is on that thing? Like maybe we right. should do what it says. Well, it's the same. That actually uh, now it it makes more like so. Like you want to live in a society and you want you know a functioning Earth, but the people who would enforce the rules that would make the Earth function in this model are pretty much dedicated to. They, they don't want to do that. They just want to kick the living shit out of people in the street. That's like their whole fucking life's work. Yeah, that's right. How do you turn the how do you turn the earth earth fixing machine on when all of the power is being sucked down by the Yeah. Like you're trying to fix the earth with a machine that is designed to grind the earth up into little pieces, turn it into gray goo, and then use that to build junk mail. Or whatever. Well, I think the 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 question the the frame is maybe you assume some stuff that I don't know if I'm down with. Like, so you said that the idea that stuff would just heal itself, that the Earth system would heal itself, is bogus. And I agree in a lot of ways. Like, environmental remediation is a real thing. And uh, there's all kinds of toxic waste that will forever fuck some ecology up until you remove it or whatever. That's for sure, but also there is tons of stuff that will just like a lot of the highest tech stuff is not stuff that we made. Like it, it's you know you mean biological oh. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he he points out that I mean he's he he's one of these fucking miserable business network people, so that he calls it e ecosystem services and says. You know, does the usual song dance about how we can't totally value ecosystem services because we don't even know how many species there are and what they're doing is exponentially, you know, geometrically, uh, like complicated based on the number that they're in. But you, you, you can't tell all of the vast amount of tech, like, geo, um, I, I did a job interview today and the person I, that was interviewing me was like the director of ecosystem services or some shit like that <laughs> and most of the job interview was them like telling me tell me more benefits of trees more more and I'd say something and they'd like just be like yes but I want more more <laughs> <laughs> And, do, they, uh, do they know the answers to this, or are you there to sell them benefit? I'm not convinced that they know. I think they might be running these interviews as a uh, 
information collecting. <laughs> That's a good hustle right there. Your cousin yeah, you gets to a job with movies. the city, and all of a sudden you just have all these, like, instead of paying someone to do research, you get it in the form of interviews. I'm <laughs> totally going to get hired by the Intergalactic Railroad someday. For sure. Yeah. That's right. If you guys keep, you know, asking me these questions. That's why we're, de yeah, we're devouring your mind for science, for job interviews. Today we will be moving over to our tree correspondent who will give us seven deadly benefits of trees. <laughs> you can choke on them. Why you need them and why they are a threat to your children. <laughs> you can run into them. You can drive into them. You can fall on them. I think heard of that one. Many people are saying that trees are both sturdy and strong. However, this also means that you might not want to run into them as fast as possible. <laughs> Do not worry. Always wear a helmet. The trees were made in America. <laughs> Just some of them. Um, I have a tree-related question. Is there such a thing as a tree registry where the trees of the city are known? Yeah, well, they call it an inventory. Oh. And there's usually, in, in a lot of places, you can access all that on the internet, like a database exists. Oh, sick. That's what I was wondering. I was thinking about, what if all of the trees, I was thinking about provocation I heard one time on this fantastic podcast I listened to, about what if you, what if it was illegal to cut down a tree? And there's like, motherfuckers keep coming and cutting down trees in front kind of my of shit. You, we, the whole Stuart brand shit, making it illegal to cut down a tree. Please continue. I'm sorry, well, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, it could be. It, I mean, like, it, you should. There's a. There's. He literally says in there that like the way to make sure that deforestation stops happening, give everybody a job and a place to live in the city, and that's like a complete inversion of the idea of like the reason deforestation is happening is because people keep being extracted from like sustainable communities and being made to go live in the city and have no things and have to rent everything and they can only make money by cutting the trees that they used to just live among which is the narrative that i hear from derek jensen and friends right from and also and also from the the twang the Schwang piece that we read on wuhan months ago yeah, yeah. it's weirdly communist like it, i keep coming up on this of like Stuart Brand advocating for like a global uh, collective effort to maintain our environment and give everyone a place to live without harming the earth and shit is like so yeah. like the capitalist economy requires growth, it requires rent seeking behavior, it requires all this shit and if you wanted to make this shit work you'd have to do it in a communist fashion like you'd have to fucking just give people a place to live because if you don't they're gonna run away it has okay, to be nice in the city, or else people will try to leave. You know. Yeah, you. you uh, that's a, that's currently happening. A lot of places. all the people in this. That I was talking to someone in Brazil the other day. All the people in this in the favelas are like trying to leave. They're trying to go back to the country where they can at least try to sustain themselves on. And right. in those type of places that are the the not the so-called developing world, right? Like people are just all of the. All of the agricultural stuff is done to feed us China and Russia with pig or cow 
Because I guess cows are what they're yeah. demanding for deforestation, so that they can sell out externally. And he was saying that you should you just uh, like cancel the debt that the IMF debt and things like that. We'd be in a position to actually they'd be in a position to like work for themselves and, and grow their own food way smaller footprint because they're currently growing for themselves a little bit of food for themselves and then growing a bunch of for us. Yeah. It's going to happen. Like the U.S. is about to get defunded, if, even if China doesn't. That's that's my analysis. That shit is empowered. So, like palm or uh, palm plantations and shit, like where we get palm oil from. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like a huge fucking deforestation thing right now, uh, like a cause of it. And it's like the, the this is what I'm talking about with the global economy. That instead of like having global efforts to do shit on purpose, uh, we have. Uh, this the economic logic only goes one direction and then like harnessing that like it kind of goes to the root of like the economy exists because colonization happened colonization happened because they had a certain type of idea of imperial expansion and shit like that and like uh all of this is backed by force it's backed by the armies of the world and the origin of like finance and shit like that like and Finance is still doing its thing, and where in the Stuart Brand model of fixing the earth does it come into play that, like, it's pretty much assured that capital will always have a bigger army than non-capital, as long as, you know, like, like the army itself will be labeled as a capitalist army until there's a greater amount of well, communized I mean, resources or whatever, like... Whoa, that's your wall. I thought this was a. I thought you had TV snow going. You just jumped in front. (laughs) Out here in the fifth dimension. (laughs) It's like you just jumped out from the TV snow. Static. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Welcome back. Yo. Just you just like emerged from the fucking death grips background. Yeah, it's fucking weird over there. Um, Yo, how so, do we make it illegal to cut trees when people who don't cut trees starve and die? So, like, yeah, that's been the question for a while. But I think the idea that the government person that I talked to today was literally... Th- th- so I had the interview, and then and a lot of that was like them saying, what are the benefits of trees? Which they know, and they want they want to recruit people who know that and can sell it basically they're looking for people who can go to the rotary club or whatever fuck club of people who don't want to pay taxes at all and get tax money for people to not just not cut down the trees but to plant more trees and take care of the trees that are already there and the rotary club's like not hip to that shit yeah they're kind of revolutionary force well, uh, yeah, I'm agreed, but I mean, they're <laughs> the Rotary Club are first up against the fucking wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right after the line. You heard it here, folks, heard it here first. We're the Rotary Club is up against the I wall. I have a sentimental attachment to the Elks, so we need to protect them, save them for last. 
Elks Lodge ain't going nowhere. Elks Lodge is a purely revolutionary organization. Masons yeah. is about half and half. Around here, there's there's one called the Family of the Moose. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Actually, I, but, yeah, we need to take the Grange. We need to just we need to storm the Grange. That's yeah. kind of what I'm trying to get at. Is like these people that call themselves the Elk or the Moose or. The they come from like that is the process of the dispossession from the land like like you call yourself that shit like like they're not called like the fucking plastic wrapper you tore off fucking you know coconut water or whatever the holy order of the burritos wrapper corner (laughs) right yeah the eternal brethren of eat hot chip and lie (laughs) (laughs) I believe that's a sorority, uh, yeah. historically. Only um, fans forever. So how? Ha- so those guys don't have guns, do they? How do they like? Yeah, they're working with they the got guns, finance, right? But what I'm trying to say is oh, that sure. they maybe they're the first up against the wall, but maybe they kind of more like are the wall. They're just like an inanimate. That's like the petri dish of just people yeah. stuff. I, I think that, like, the whole... Civil situ- society shit. They're civil yeah. society. They yeah. are totally to be illuminated with the idea of, like, hey, actually, Dumbo, you want that tree, because if you don't, it's going to be a heat wave, like, next week, and you're going to die. So, <laughs> <laughs> don't cut that tree down. I could just put that on a loop and put it on the top of my car, like the ice cream man, but... Hey, Dumbo, you want that tree? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, the American Legion is, like, the, one of the reasons I make fun of the Rotary Club or the Lions Club or whatever, is the American Legion used to be used to break strikes and shit. Is that, like, the French Legion? The Foreign Legion? Or what is the VFW and the American Legion are both... They're both uh, veterans? I saw the yeah. fucking American Legion building when I was driving to Colorado. Um, you know, uh, like, the uh, Vanguard America or whatever, the American Front people or whatever? They were on that tip back around World War One, and uh, like the VFW is just you know there's just a bunch of nutters but uh, like the American Legion people are worse formed as a fascist organization and like the Rotary Club and the Lions Club all these other motherfuckers like politically uh, it is way easier to destroy them than it is to turn them into something they're not and um if you understand exactly what they are, maybe then you can actually like save these organizations, redirect them or whatever, you know, but what they are is like, I'm not proposing that we try to, uh, radicalize the fucking storm, the Grange. <laughs> well, <laughs> I am China, you know, like we need the Grange. But the Grange kind of, the Grange was kind of radical. That, that comes from that. For yeah. Sure. The Grange is the opposite of the American Legion. Yeah, the Grange right. is a farmer's union. Yeah. Yeah. We need to, we need to grow up the Grange take all the VFW halls. The Grange should be fucking owned and operated by migrant workers. Like... Yeah. Um, yeah, like, fucking, they should be building up fucking huge-ass fucking hotels with hot tubs and shit for people that come in to do the fucking harvest. <laughs> like, well, it should... Yeah, it should... I was just thinking about this. I heard on the radio they were talking about refugees and they called them stateless individuals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I think there needs to be like a consortium of stateless individuals, CSI, possibly Miami. No, we we need consortium like consortium of stateless individuals. We need to 
there needs to be anything that is actually radical in this fucking century needs to deal with the plight of the refugee and, and the migrant because everything is going to be migrating under climate change and yeah. like, wherever you are is going to be 500 miles south of gear climate by the end of your life that's another fucking thing with the uh the tightly packed city shit is um how to have this cosmopolitan constantly moving mass of people you don't have it constantly moving you have it on the edge of the sea where it is drowning or it's like submerged now because well no i mean like if you want to make these cities work you need people dedicated to the specific city but for the city to work the city is this network with all these other cities yeah and uh the more you build them up and the more it works though the more people will move through them and so the fewer people you have that are uh loyal to the one spot you don't need loyalty to the one spot you need loyalty to the global network mm-hmm. like global project of terraforming the earth but then they're consistently losing political battles with people who are from there um like, so the reason that i was talking so much about platformism uh a couple weeks ago is because i it, it's because of this line from the accelerate manifesto that something like you need to stop uh, I have it I have it right here so um, dead air disgusting terrible we will be back in just a moment with uh, uh, this wonderful broadcast message from the intergalactic railroad podcast of the biocosmist immortalists third door on the left final hope for Americans Soviets, uh, uh, Campesinos, uh, uh, Thomas Sankara, and extraterrestrial friends of all shapes and sizes. Bring your friends, bring your children, bring a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire. We are going to the fair with the Intergalactic Railroad in this year of our Lord, 1921. And I bring you a quote from Ivan Illich. People on their feet are more or less equal. People solely dependent on their feet move on the spur of the moment at three to four miles per hour in any direction and to any place from which they are not legally or physically barred. An improvement on this native degree of mobility by new transport technology should be expected to safeguard these values and to add some new ones, such as greater range, time economies, comfort, or more opportunities for the disabled. So far, this is not what happened. Instead, the growth of the transportation industry has everywhere had the reverse effect. From the moment its machines could put more than a certain horsepower behind any one passenger, this industry has reduced equality among men, restricted their mobility to a system of industrially defined routes, and created time scarcity of unprecedented severity. End quote. You find what you're looking for? There's, it's like a, there's like a, a variety of different spots where they're kind of spattered across, but, uh, in, in this specific, um, no, basically no, this fucking, uh, the, the Excel, okay. The Oak, yeah, all right. 313 from the manifesto for an Left accelerationist manifesto. Yeah, yeah. The the original, the early early one that was more Marxist, 
hashtag accelerate manifesto for an accelerationist politics. Finally got it past my lips. Like, phew. Uh, 313. <laughs> the overwhelming privileging of democracy as process is to be left behind. The fetishization, openness, horizontality, and inclusion of much of today's, quote, radical left set the stage for ineffectiveness. Secrecy, verticality, and exclusion all have their place as well in effective political action, though not, of course, an exclusive one. Verticality, secrecy. Exclusion. Exclusion. The yeah, yeah, like technologies, appropriate technology. The idea of, like, if you, if you join a co-op and the co-op gives you boots, and the co-op gives you a place to live in whatever city you want to live at because it's like the co-op owns so much shit and you just work for the co-op all the time and you just live on co-op stuff and hang out with co-op people mostly, but you're free to move about the, the cabin of the earth and the co-op has like a franchise everywhere you're, or in many places. This, this, is, this is like life under just the corporation, not the nation state, but if the co-op provides everything for you and you work with your friends in the co-op, is it is it just a commune? If you can co-own it, and so that so that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that I've been thinking about about how to get the how to get vertical power, so that, so as to be able to do something more than just like beg for the scraps of the rich, and how to like like the way the Mondragon did, which is to like expand and explode, do this. Like like global corporation thing as a that makes me achieving vertical power makes me think of my limited understanding of like plant evolutionary history. Like w wood was developed to achieve vertical power, um, uh, and there's like many different strategies. Like wood is like the rigid strategy, but there's also after wood. Then there was like the climbing vine strategy. So I'm thinking like what what is it that your what is the sun that your vertical power is like reaching for? Is it boots or uh, food or it's literally the sun. It's like yeah, literally, it's literally power. Like power do, power does not come out of the barrel of a gun, or it does come out of the barrel of a gun, but only if you have a guy to point the gun, you have to feed the guy. And you need to well, feed the guy you need to make the sun. Power comes out of the barrel of a gun after traveling through a whole bunch of fucking shit from the sun. Yeah. <laughs> like, power yeah, comes yeah, from the sun, goes through a bunch of shit, and comes out the barrel of a gun. And a lot of it is stored as radioactive rocks. And there's a certain amount of those rocks, and there's a human coordination problem with who is going to get those rocks, whether what they're going to be used for because they can be used to blow things up or they can be used to power us for basically indefinite amount of time at a total industrial civilization level that we have. But us, I, who's us, right? Who's us is exactly where I was going because, you know, it's fucked up to, to think this out loud, but fossil fuels that cause global warming cause global warming. When nuclear waste is... Uh, concentrated frequently in low income, especially Native American kind of area. You know, nuclear waste, it, basically what I'm trying to say is that the negative effects of nuclear power are very not equitably distributed. And that's like a super 
something people associate with capitalism, you know, externalizing negative effects. And it seems inescapable because they're not global. And if they were, that'd be even worse. Um, so I don't know how to address that kind of question with the kind of nuclear power we have now. Like the Soviet way to address it would be to like round up all the fucking Rotary Club members that fucking aligned, aligned with the fucking American <laughs> Legion, you know? And uh, they're the ones that got to bury it. <laughs> like, yeah. Go bam. Like, well, oh, wait. you don't like that, huh? I, um, I, I would prefer to have as few deaths as possible in the conversion of this planet from a like planet self-destructive one to a a like self-healing and process. But you're part. up against people who don't give a shit about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not saying no deaths. I'm I'm just saying like rather than having giga deaths, I would I would rather have like I would rather that a small amount of a certain you know like class of person naming the people, good of the many. Yeah. Yeah. If they just had to sacrifice themselves, like uh, the top of the fucking like slime mold thing and explode like the top of the slime mold and perhaps even jet off to Mars so that we wouldn't have to deal with them and borrow their spaceships when looking. Which is explicitly the 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 subject of the Le Guin story with the uh with the yeah. sufferers. What is this? The sufferers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well concentrating concentrating the you oh. know, to, to minimize Melis. Yeah, to yeah. minimize the number of people who uh, suffer is noble in its way, but it's also yeah. But we we didn't start this, like yeah. oh yeah. Nature is unjust. We're only doing the best we can to like bring the most people like out of the like into where they want to be. That's my that's that's all I feel compelled to do. I can't solve everything. Nature started out fucked up. Nature's yeah. fucked up. If you leave a spider in a room with babies, she will just eat her babies because she's hungry. You know that fucking, um, like, I can only solve one problem a day, take a number kind of situation? <laughs> like, like, we can, like, uh, poor people. In, in I don't have like, the capacity to deal with this emotionally right now. Yeah, capital privileges certain areas and it privileges certain people. And um, other people get to eat nuclear waste in response to this and fucking get roasted alive in the fucking desert sun. All right, and, all right. Uh, I have a specific response to this. The Soviet response to this, like the Leninist response to this, was like, actually, no, you. And like, uh, the actual solution, like, the reason why the USSR and China now too is the way it is, is because you, like, you're holding the ball. You need the ball to go somewhere. But in order to have any sort of power at all, you need to be holding the ball. Like, you need, like, what power is is determining who gets yeah. shat on, who eats the shit, you know? And like, uh, the anarchist rejection of power is like obviously the goal, like to destroy the ball. No it's one should eat the shit. Helpful. Yeah, The shit eaters should eat the shit. Someone who enjoys eating shit should eat the shit. But you have the option of creating that person, which is horrifying, or forcing someone into that role, which is horrifying. <laughs> so uh, There already are things that eat shit though, there are worms. Yeah. Like there is it is So it, it seems it, it seems all abstract, but really I think there is like a way of actually approaching this kind of question beyond uh something like um you know, engineering the world or 
just thinking about the accounting in terms of how much energy can we actually ethically forego and survive and how much is like totally unethical like for instance knowing that we are able to make a uh, medicine for type 1 diabetes that needs to be refrigerated we need to have refrigeration ipso facto we need a certain amount of energy for that like i don't really need the energy to ride the subway across town just for fun you know like how much is in category 1 versus category 2 like how much energy what is our budget for like totally unethical to use less energy than this and how much is just totally we need to it's it's going to just disappear as uh as the machine keeps breaking and uh what i'm looking for to solve that is like an iterative instead of instead of suddenly having the equation i would like to auto generate solutions that steadily become more accurate like uh we need to reproduce faster than capital reproduces in order to replace capital you need to build faster than it builds and what you're building needs to be better or at least more powerful it's going to be one of the two you, like uh, i think maybe both the, i think that a lot of i think the capital is already calculated the amount of ecosystem that you bare, barely need to serve to keep humans alive that's what finance is right now is it's like it's calculating the bare minimum amount of energy that allocate to every person on the, there are a whole bunch of other factors like like nations and their governments and like non-nation uh actors and like religions and stateless individuals um but but like basically if if capital is if if is like this adding machine this like price valuing valuating machine it is already valuating the fucking trees give give us benefits it already knows you can go and like ask a neural net and be like how much do the tell me about the benefits of trees and it will be like here are benefits of trees and it will be like tell me about more of the benefits of trees and it'll be like here are benefits of trees you never thought about that are kind of irrelevant but you have to know about them to have a working ecosystem and you can get closer and closer to that and iterate to that within the system of capitalism it's just going to continually like unevenly distribute resources so as to create a like a gradient flow of incentive to get a whole bunch of people to the same direction um other ways of doing it are possible we can in the same direction getting people to move in the same direction right right so like what you were just talking about mike like in terms of accelerating and what you're talking about max like a moving I in I a the vector case. that's mm-hmm. like totally implies uh a thesis about accelerationism that people don't seem to talk about which is that s- speed and vectors are relative so if you're racing somebody and you start going a lot faster maybe you start winning but also if you're racing somebody and you reach over and punch them in the face and they fall down then you can just slow down your run as long as you're moving at all you're accelerating acceleration is relative <laughs> So like when the ELF burns down some shit that is doing something that's moving in a vector they don't like the ELF has accelerated uh it's all what they're not doing is they're not producing they're not accelerating the rate at which they're they're moving but they're not accelerating like you blow up a factory 
and that decelerates you know you go you know burn down the chicken farm or some shit somebody was burning down chicken farms like two years ago is fucking nuts killing dozens of thousands of chickens and uh, um but that doesn't give you the power when you burn down one factory that does not give you the power to burn down two factories tomorrow when you build a factory it gives you the capital to build two more factories in a couple years and that's the big difference like you have to already be going as fast as them to punch them and knock them over yeah right i guess the maybe a better example would be a corporate merger where they buy them and shut them down like what uh cars did to electric cars or something like that right but, yeah yeah the the I, I hold up. There is actually a theory, a theory of like a positive feedback loop in um, in radical behaviors, radical net networked behaviors like that, like ELF or ISIS or things like that. I man, this podcast gets so many listens from just like weird addresses when we say words like this. We just got to keep it up for our sponsor. Yeah, oh, but get that fucking search engine. It's the, the whole like, uh, yeah. it's the whole SEO terrorism and thing. Yeah. Anything. The SEO. Yeah, that's right. You got to put it in the podcast. <laughs> We're to the It was NFL CIA. NFL CIA. Taco Bell. If you have a, uh, if you have Fine, a positive accelerate, a positive feedback loop uh, in the net war effect, it's called the bizarre violence theory. Oh, yeah. right, right. Okay. So, so you have like you, if you, if you burn it's down like the chicken factory, but... if you burn down the chicken factory, other people it's... do copycat versions of that as a way of like, of like open. It's source. broken windows theory from the perspective of people having. You cut out right at the part where you said the sensitive information that was going to get you got. Broken <laughs> 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 Windows Theory, but. <laughs> it's Broken Windows Theory, but parody redacted in Minecraft. There's actually um, one of the ISIS guys wrote a whole book called The Management of Savagery, and it's about that. One of the uh, ISIS yeah. guys? Yeah, like one of the original ISIS guys wrote a book about how to do ISIS shit. And it's called How to Do ISIS Shit with a picture of Martha Stewart on the cover. And it's <laughs> <laughs> bathing, just like in the, yeah. <laughs> in the pool, yeah. they're strapping. <laughs> but, uh, essentially, the idea is uh, terrorism at some point becomes easier than statecraft. And so it's going to happen. And their whole job is to oh, do the minimal upkeep to show people that they are the big tough guys that keep you safe in an age of chaos. And at the same time, maximize that chaos so that people flock to them and need them for safety. That's terrorism as distinct from statecraft. <laughs> yeah, well, that's also, they call themselves the Islamic State because they were so terrorist that they became a state. Yeah, that's yeah. The, it's, it's really a matter of scale. They um, robbed, you know, they robbed the bank and founded a bank with it. Statecraft yeah. actually relies on a an understanding of nation states that's colonial that has like sovereignty and all this shit, where you can like 
only interact with the states if you're equal to them as another state. And so they can just ignore you if you're, say, a Palestinian or a person from, uh, like, Kurdish Rojava. Puerto Rican. Puerto, yeah. Uh, so what so were the implications for, for like, your, your, your venture communism idea, your venture where you get a boot when you get to the new city or whatever? <laughs> yeah, you get to a new city, they give you different boots. Everybody's got to so, have a boot. So you um, don't have to take out all the, the people who currently... Check this okay. out. We Managing the savagery without throwing gay people off the building. Um, the uh, so like the desert is growing. Different title the sand here, is coming up and the water is coming up and the shit is collapsing and insecurity is being maximized. And wh what I would propose is the planting of trees that then are used to plant more trees, you know, like productive ventures that provide us with real capital, like land, timber, fucking biological, bi increase the biomass of the venture capitalist platform, <laughs> increase its usefulness and create oases so that venture as communism. venture communism. <laughs> if, but if you create, uh, if you create a network of oasis spots, that you don't have to deal with the complete fucking insanity that's incoming or that you can lessen blows and you're capable of defending those spots by sheerly being so fucking useful to everyone then you do you manage the savagery successfully like yes. the savagery all around you but you've created a dense little ball where it's less so the international terraforming co-op is called green zone incorporated <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're gonna steal their memes. <laughs> uh, Max, are you talking about the uh, the co-op of that person who you guys interviewed? Oh, that guy. No, that. Uh, uh, do you mean Silas from our episode number one right. thousand four five five five? Um, yes. He had a good play, but he did not call it Green Zone. He called it something else. Which he, he was operating somebody else's propaganda machine, and uh, hopefully still is, and should come back on the pod and tell us about the actual energy calculations that necessary to figure out how much energy we're allowed to have. But there are a lot better ways to make and use energy. And I'll admit that. Like Currently, a lot of things are being misused. I think capital is repricing a lot of our desires right now and is going to uh, decide that actually vacations football are not valuable things anymore um and like the things that it, it can convince humans to restrict themselves from it will because it is pricing in how much it needs to make sure that jeff bezos becomes the first trillionaire um it's like trying to it's trying to to budget the planet while making sure that the arctic does melt so that it's cheaper to get ships over the top and that's like the military industrial many nations are all mutually coordinating for that point that nexus or a uh, shelling point we either we need to, we the rest of us need to coordinate to a different point uh yeah fast before we're being put into cans we are on the assembly line we are being canned and like the the tightly packed city thing is incoming and the cities will get tighter and tighter packed and that means control over human bodies will become more intense so before we get completely done, we need to think about the design of this can because we can still affect 
the design of the control system that is incoming. Uh, so build the can in such a way that we can get out of it sometimes and see each other and hang out. <laughs> like, yeah. grab a fucking drill before you get put in there so you can drill some fucking holes or whatever. You know, like, get the tools now to deal with the control systems that are incoming because we see it as thermodynamically necessary or whatever. And then the control systems will be less catastrophic to the human experience. Dead air. Listen, I, I was just looking at my numbers. I want to talk to you guys about numbers. Uh, yeah. A, to make one... Oh, to make enough power for the amount of people there are on Earth right now that we are using, which could be distributed a lot more fairly and could still lead to everybody in the planet having a more than electrified, you know, more a, a quality of life that is includes electricity uh to do that much just on wind and solar you need an area size of the united states um just to be dedicated to wind and solar and you can't actually just do it in one giant place because it has to be like situationally located so you need to like distribute that around the world and make that power sources of the world and yeah and all those all those uh sources have many problems and uh, of their own for sure the, the numbers for lands just for landscape footprint for the amount of space that the plant takes for wind to get one gigawatt of energy plant the wind plant you need 200 square miles of space of land for solar you need 50 square miles of land for one gigawatt for a nuclear plant you need one third square miles of land that's yeah that's i mean backyard not to mention like by the time you take enough satisfy humanity's desire for electricity you then need to power electricity power air conditioners to replace that wind to cool people down because there's not fucking wind anymore yeah, like right. we need some insane amount of wind but the question of uh, the necessary electrical load or energy usage is an interesting question well and the more that you caught uh, spread people out, the more your energy load is just from a distance. The larger your grid is, the more spread out mile-wise it is. It's much more efficient to transfer energy in both electronic form and atoms um, within a city back and forth between like all the tall decked up than it is to spread it throughout the countryside and drive like six miles to your buddy's house next door. Then you have to drive to town to get gas for your chainsaw to power your house so that you can drive to town. Well, so the question of like, what is a primitive? Okay, so now we now the idea that uh, you're gonna drive and use a chainsaw and turn on your lights and all that shit is like, well, okay, I'm not I'm not trying to come at you from a primitivist angle. Like, I was a luddite when I was 13 or whatever. That's cool. I get that, but. I also appreciate talking to you right now across the fiber, and that's cool. At the same time, my talking to you right now across the fiber, I recognize as having an immense cost, um, like a, a planet-changing cost. Like, yes, it's systemic, and CEOs make the decisions and all this shit, but like, here we are in the substrate of it. But eventually it'll break, and we're gonna have a different situation we might not have access to the fiber maybe somebody else will 
but there will be people just Got burning it. burning that shit yeah but uh but even if we don't even if the u.s likely at the time and like turns into some other shit and we spend a lot of time figuring it out and destroying each other's infrastructure in the process uh there's china there's uh, and I'm not. I'm not saying we like like me and you, the people who live in this country. I'm talking about like on the level that I don't know if it was you. I think it was you posted this thing that I liked a lot to the effect that we spent millions and millions of years, uh, you know, we the planet letting carbon accrue in the ground, and now recently we've made a project of taking it out of the ground and putting it in the air. In the future, we're going to try to sequester it back into the ground. But actually, are we? Like, are we going to be doing that? Like the three of us? But then, fucking, my neighbor is just out there still rolling coal, like for a good time. <laughs> like, no. You know, like, no, they're are... going to be sequestering the nuclear waste into the ground because they rolled coal one too many times and got fucking zipped like off. By communist Terminator bot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't That's know where I'm trying to go with it. The it's idea really of like intentional, intentional tiny but the amount of soil you have to blast fucking shit out of your exhaust pipe to to trigger the libs. Ah, uh, that's so yeah. adorable. Yeah, it's so adorable. It's so adorable. Yes, I love it when people care about each other's opinions. What we're going to do is we're going to make these fucking robots with the faces and breasts of women, but with fucking giant fucking bat wings, right? And they're going to have razor sharp claws, right? And their eyes, their eyes are going to be able to see you from miles away, right? And they're just going to circle over the city and they're going to come screaming down if they see you doing something like rolling coal, littering, jaywalking. Then you'll be sorry. You'll wish it was just the college kids and the feminists talking to you instead of yeah. literal GMO harpies. They will grab you. They will pick you up. They will bring you into the fucking sky. And then you'll have to sit there and listen to them tell you about why what you did was wrong <laughs> for hours. And then you'll have to process with them about what you did and how to do it better in the future, why you act the way you act. Whether it was part of something that you learned, or you, like were you raised that way? Is it nature or nurture? Specific right now? No, 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 no. I'm talking about steel fucking eagles. You talking about hacking the Terminators? Steel. Yeah. Yeah, we need to get those dog robots, and we need to just walk out into the with the dog robots. I'm just saying, maximum terror, maximum force, minimum violence. No, it can't just be us. It can't. But you. But I think, listen, I think you have a good point. There are super empowered individuals now. Like, it. It wasn't the like, for SEO purposes, COVID, five G, AI, bio. It's not real. Like, COVID is not actually a genetically engineered uh, virus. And if if anybody, if anything were going to be discovered to be a genetically engineered virus, it would be the most studied virus ever, which is this one. But the, but it wouldn't be that hard to do one. Like a guy one time engineered a fucking airborne virus that can give you lung cancer. And then he was like, this is just for example, 
And everybody was like, okay, you can't do that, guy. Was, oh, yeah. So super empowered individuals are your guy, Roland Cole. It is the guy, like, uh, brewing his own, like, DNA viruses. And it is the people with the, like, geoengineering uh, plans, like the putting putting phosphates in the ocean or whatever it is, sulfates. And um, there are... Um there, those people like nation. There's a there's a there's a coordination problem. Nation states and corporations and other big actors and also small actors like ISIS or super empowered individuals or other re more relevant and timely terrorist organizations. Yeah, you, the obligatory reference to the Epstein Barr virus being produced by William Barr and Jeff Epstein on yeah. a ranch somewhere in the fucking desert. Yeah, you can, you can get a T-shirt about. Produce, you know, to reproduce chunks of their DNA in the bodies of young people across America and the world. Yeah, he did it in petri dishes shaped like Mickey Mouse's face. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. pretty, pretty gross. And that's a super empowered individual. There is no bottom. So, because that exists, and because other types like super empowered individuals and nation states, we basically live in the Marvel Cinematic Universe now. Like. There are fucking killer robots. There are superpowered people, and there are nation-state projects. Those fucking alien, those UFOs aren't aliens, you know. Those are something else. That's Iron Man. Oh, I, I mean, I think this came off of what I was saying about your people making a project of bringing coal up and putting it back down. And I was actually trying to make the opposite point oh. that it's not about specific individual. I mean, it's interesting that you see it that way, but no, but I see the, that problem between all of the possible individuals yeah so that is exactly that's exactly the question that looking back historically we can see that it appears as though people were coordinating an effort to exhume as much coal from the you know interior of the planet as possible and put it into the air in fact there's really not evidence that this was like the uh, objective but if we decide that the objective should be the opposite, can we actually do that? That's kind of the question. Uh, I'm fully of the belief that we can't actually do. That. I think well, that is it. I mean, what are the what? There, it's kind of unprecedented. Sam? It's only precedented once in the opposite direction. No, well, but, but the whole point is that it was not a coordinated effort. It was not that it was yeah, that it was an emergent behavior rather than a a decided okay. It was a it was a byproduct. So, for instance, if we could have told the uh, CEO of Exxon and Mobil and all that shit, you, just leave the coal on the ground. We'll give you a yacht. Just <laughs> just take this and now. go out. Yeah, you don't need to take it and put it in the air. Just leave it in the ground. Like my point is that it was a, a social reason. You know, they were larping, as you're saying, that they wanted to be in charge, so important or whatever. They didn't actually want the coal, the carbon to be in the air. Yeah. But now we actually want the carbon to be in the ground. Uh, it's possible that other... Well, so they were coordinating to achieve a different goal, actually. Like, they were perceiving themselves as collectively coordinating to achieve a goal, which was to uh, dominate nature and to, like, rationalize every square inch of the planet's surface. Uh, even though that wasn't individual, like totally each of their goals, their collective behaviors were all, all along those lines. That's why Mike's afraid of the like logic of empiricism, I think, and like the the, the analysis. Of it. 
I, but they, uh, it is a court. It's a coordination problem. It's like the, uh, how do you get people to do that? I don't know. Maybe they just emergently do it because there's no other option. In this fucking world of like the, the one version that it appears can survive. The uh, the ability to make decisions, I think, is not does not exist on a species level. Like the uh, yeah, fuck, what was that? Uh, the the production of capital is this like Bill was saying like this emergent behavior but the just because something isn't knowable in detail like if studying capitalism is important uh, studying like our individual lives is less so like one of the things like about rationalism like studying the rainforest is important but it's less important than studying the thing killing the rainforest because you want the rainforest to stick around, and the only thing you have, though, right now to feed that data to is the thing that's killing the rainforest. So, like, when you have these, like, especially because knowledge is a global accelerant, whatever forces happen to exist speed up with the advancement of knowledge, because it's a global accelerant. And, like... Like CO2. Like CO2, yes. Then, like, the more knowledge you get, the more everything speeds up, which speeds up to CO2, which speeds up the knowledge production until something breaks. And, like, you don't have to know all the nitty-gritty of the whole fucking system to know that those two things are in positive, mutually uh, supporting loops. And, like, uh, finding... What's important, like, if you want to put down an insurrection, if you want to kill ISIS or whatever, you have to find the person that everybody knows and remove them from the equation, to break it up into smaller pieces, because, like... Uh, You're talking about a retardant. A retardant, yeah, like, four squared is 16, two squared is four. So if you have four people, you want to split them up into at least two groups, because then you have eight. You know, like, uh, you... Like, if you're mutually supportive, you need to smash it up into multiple things. And this is, like, like identity politic type shit is uh, important as a weapon to use. Like, to show that, like, we are not all on the same page extracting the coal. We are on different pages extracting different coal. And hopefully that would slow down all of the processing of that. And um, hopefully it would produce... Uh, smaller scale things that are almost even human that we can make decisions with um, but also like there are things that we want to accelerate on a global scale that we actually want to accelerate on a global scale and so we should let them get out of control uh, we should let things get freaky enough so that the current hegemony actually does break down but Figuring out what about it we want to break and what about it we want to save or rebuild is like a very, very important thing to do. Well, I think you can, you can, well, all right, there are a lot of value questions there, but you can say from an infrastructure point of view, the thing that needs to be done is to create an alternative infrastructure for, for human thriving, flourishing that does not require so much energy and does not create so many negative external effects. So what you do is you start designing and building green zone operated and you using ecological friends like trees to uh, 
to make communities together that are and you i like the idea of purposefully doing capital on some complete psycho shit that's just like put on the edge of this bubble we're just gonna front you on some completely psychotic capitalist shit but if you break through that bubble you're in everything's communist wonderful when you need ecological services the green zone provides that the green zone can offer you ecological services on a market but within the green zone everybody is provided for the zone is lush and everyone is invited to join the green zone all you have to do is stop being a fucking warhawk freak and come join the green zone and help reach the earth and you create a sort of a open source insurgency of that uh a net war of like volunteer geoengineers at, at an infrastructural scale that's humane and human tied so that you are so that everywhere you go people are copycatting the idea of creating green zones that are just lush and beautiful and oases where everything there's biodiversity enough food for all free boots this is what's the weird thing about that though is it puts a premium on if there's a green zone that does not provide for everyone inside of it that is like enough like it that it's biting our fucking clout yeah. that's why that that's like mandated that you have to fight that green zone yeah like well that's the part that's like the thing is you have to provide a better value proposition than that to survive in the place of zones marketplace of zones is a very important idea you heard it here first <laughs> The marketplace of zones. Yeah. Marketplace. <laughs> it's like a marketplace of ideas, but you know, like in real space. Yeah. Where... Like, there's gonna be some sort. Of, there's gonna be zone lords, and those zone lords are going to control zones based on, based on their appropriation of them. Basically. I don't see. Okay. Any... Before we fully fly off the uh, off the handle into into the zone, uh, and somebody starts playing some. Vangelis or some shit. Uh, okay, so accelerant is to accelerationism as retardant is to. I've been calling them de-escalators. We're not gonna. We're not gonna call it re- retardationism we are, we are, or something. We are gonna call it. We are gonna call it retardationism. Re- retarders or. I really SEO, don't want to get that, into what, some that's what monkey wrenching Twitter discourse. No, I'm serious. Though. Yeah, just monkey wrenching, right? Like literally, uh, a gum in the works, sand in the tank. Like that's what that is, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, I just yeah. wanted to clarify that. But it's not uh, ideology, oh, like uh, there are ITS or whatever. Probably were like uh, anti-civ or whatever. There are degrowth people, but I, I will decline as a degrowth person. They're yeah, I, just, I just like wanted to I just wanted to connect that with the idea that they are not separate from the idea of accelerationism. They are accelerating something else relatively speaking. Okay? That's all I was trying to They exist because of that. That's definitely yeah, that's from the same line of reasoning for sure. If you want to stand behind somebody and reveal to them it is all Maya, you have to be going at the same vector and at the same speed and in the same orbit. You gotta be right behind them. They're just sticking a stick in somebody else's spokes, you know? Hopefully it's a bad guy. That's cool. Decelerators. Brakes. 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 The brake system. The auto-lock brake system. Yeah. <laughs> Anti-lock brakes. Or locking brakes. Just lock. Yeah. 
No, the auto lock brake system, because they're doing it whether you want them to or not. <laughs> yeah. Not damn the climate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been an hour and 20 minutes or so. I think we... I feel like we made progress today. I'm really... I feel like I'm really getting to talk about... Um, need, with friends like these, who needs therapists? <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first today, folks. <laughs> yeah, I can't even do the fucking voice anymore. This abyss has uh, gazed back into you long enough. Folks, you heard it was an abyss, and now it gazes back into you, and... Uh, but see, yeah, this see this that end of the episode talking. I'm kind of phasing out. More, most importantly though, is that ISIS was just the beginning. <laughs> uh, I don't know anything about that. If any. Colonialism, fascism is when the colonies come home. Uh, what they did over there is done here. Uh, the white truck. Market. Europe goes to fucking Africa and the Americas and Asia and does all these things that they later bring home back to Europe and have world wars about. And America has been fighting insurgencies all over the fucking world. And those insurgencies are coming to America, to a town near you. And the, ra- the right wing of these insurgencies are already taking on ISIS flavorings. And the left wing of these insurgencies are, you know sort of semi-aligning with like the Syrian fucking left like you have these fucking Assadist fucking authoritarian blue dog democrat doofuses and then you have uh, these like ecologically minded uh, YPG people that are somewhat irrelevant they survive through their irrelevance sometimes it's a real thing Uh, but uh, the uh, the shit is coming and it's going to hit your neighborhood and you need to keep tabs on your local rotary club <laughs> <laughs> your moose lodge your elk yes. den your, yes. fox your civil society infiltrate the kiwanis why do they even put a, a kiwanis there yeah what is a kiwanis <laughs> where's your grange at invade the flamingo yeah. Come down to the goose you know the goose Lodge. <laughs> goose Lodge. Uh, mm. Craig, go away. Hey, we should make a Goose Lodge. <laughs> we should have like a migratory Goose Lodge. That's what we should call it. In the From Green Zone to Green Zone, the Goose Lodge is there. It's called the Flyway. Yeah. All right, folks. It's been an episode of the Intergalactic Railroad. Third podcast on the left and final hope. For life on Earth. <laughs> Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. See you out there. <laughs>